0: This is Glenn Hauser with World of Radio 2229. World of Radio is a listener supported public service program about communications around the world. On this edition, recorded February 8th, Algeria, Antarctica, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, Cuba, Egypt, Europe, France, Germany, India, International Vacuum, Japan, Korea, North and South, Kurdistan, Laos, Myanmar, New Zealand, North America, Romania, UAE, UK, USA, Vanuatu, Vietnam, and the Propagation Outlook. Standard Disclaimer. From Communication of the British DX Club, originating with dxguides.info, with monitoring by Tony Rogers and Rickards Millers. Here are the times for English broadcasts from Algeria. On medium wave 531 and 891 kilohertz, widely heard across North Africa and Europe, if not on shortwave, monitored as of 25 January. Times may vary by a few minutes. It's mostly in Arabic alternating with French, but there are a few Spanish broadcasts and English as follows. English at 1330 to 1400, 1900 to 1930, and 2300 to 2315 UT. Antarctica LRA 36, as mentioned last week, carried out a test broadcast Friday, February 2nd at 23 UT on 15476, reduced carrier upper sideband. It lasted only one hour, but at the end of it, they said they would be back one day later. And indeed, there was another broadcast Saturday, February 3rd, starting at 2300 and it lasted until cut off at 0121. Widely heard in North America, even direct signals without using remotes. For the exact frequency, whether it's offset, we had conflicting opinions, whether it's just below 15476 or above. Possibly it does vary. They made it clear during the broadcast that the purpose of all this was to stake out Argentine sovereignty over at least part of Antarctica. The new 10-kilowatt transmitter had still not arrived, but it would be solid state. They said they would build a different antenna to replace the rhombic. Perhaps there will be more tests following a similar schedule. In Australian DX News, Craig Seeger in NSW reports a couple of Aussie shortwave stations on 2368.4 kHz, radio Simbon from Sydney. Quite good at 1022 UT on the 1st of February. He says very consistent in recent months. That's the Greek ethnic station. And on 4970, radio 567 in Weewa, very steady indeed, also February 1st at 0947, playing Age of Aquarius and Mr. Tambourine Man. Ben Dawson reports that his Brazilian colleague was working in late January at Radio Club de Ribeirão Preto in order to put 15415 kHz back on the air. It's a Philips 1 kilowatt box dating from 1965. Meanwhile, as of February 7th and 8th, I was not getting any signal from Rádio Clube do Pará, Brazil, on 4885. It had been the most regular signal from there and has been coming and going. Let's hope it's coming again. Manuel Mendes in Spain adds another station to his list of active Brazilian shortwave station, although it's irregular, on 6150, Rádio Saturno. However, Manuel Retailer replies, but it is unlicensed, is it not? Manuel says, I don't know, but it's also on FM 92.3 from Belo Horizonte. Mano says, I don't think they have a license, at least they're not listed in the Anatel database. February 6th, at 1646, I found CHR Trenton Military, Canada, off frequency 15031 USB instead of 34. That implies a human being mispunched a frequency keypad. Yet they were oblivious to the total futility and Uselessness of these radiations. No report received over and over. And the times announced continued to be in eastern but called Zulu. Charles Lacroix in Canada says, I suspect they are going through growing pains. MACS and other Canadian Armed Forces strategic HF stations are scheduled for technology upgrades. On a few occasions, the Volnet audio feed has been transmitted on 11232 for a short duration. Going pains with the switch matrix. At night, they were still on the proper 6754 USB, and by February 7th at 1619, back on the correct 15034. Later on the 7th, we heard from Richard Lacroix. Again, he says, I had a good chat with the folks at MACS, and it looks like we have now worked out all of the bugs. Mets are once again functioning. And indeed, February 7th at midnight 28, numerous reports were received, although still not all of them, and the time checks at last were correct identified as Zulu. Mike the story from Canadian Press headlined, Ottawa denies it told CBC to find a 3.3% budget cut, as executives have claimed. Kai literally forwards forward to reply from CBC itself. About 100 positions have already been cut, including about 50 on the CBC side and 40 on the Radio-Canada side, as well as 10 corporate jobs. All that pales in comparison to this. From Canadian Press, February 8th, via Tony Pavic NBC, headlined, BCE cutting 4,800 jobs and selling 45 radio stations. Bell's chief legal and regulatory officer says, radio is no longer a viable business. The affected stations are in BC, Ontario, Quebec, and Atlantic Canada. And via my Cooper, there's another story about this from bnnboomberg.ca. That includes a list of all 45 stations and their new owners. In ABDX, Kevin Redding in Tennessee says, I've been listening to a station on 1540 playing some very eclectic music. Rockabilly, bluegrass, all acoustic. From 1810 to 1843, local time, central, I guess. He says, I'm utterly clueless as who this could be on February 3rd. Scott Fibish, New York, replies, it's filler music on CHIN Toronto check their stream and you'll see. They're a really interesting station. You never know what might pop up there lately. And then there's a mystery radio station in China on almost the same frequency, 1542 kHz, as Takahito Akabayashi in Japan reports. In December, a mystery radio station transmitting only a 1000 Hz tone appeared on 1542, widely received, in the coastal areas of China, the Russian Far East, and Southeast Asia. On January 26th, it began to transmit ads for fake drugs almost 24 hours a day. The Chinese government never admits this kind of broadcast, so it was obviously illegal. There are two kinds of illegal stations in China. Black, which are transmitted from private facilities, very rare, and gray, transmitted using high-powered public facilities without permission. On January 29th, an investigation proved this was a gray station from one of the facilities under the control of Jiangsu Radio and TV in Nanjing. Transmission stopped since January 29. While somebody records with his remote receiver overnight, it went back and checked and he was hearing this tone frequently during January and the actual programming from January 26th. There's more mystery on medium wave in China in IRCA. Chris Cadillac talks about the issue of Chinese rumblers seeming to originate from a jammer on 1557 kilohertz a giant signal all across China and other countries, even audible in Jakarta. The signals usually have bars on either side of the frequency, and we go further out from there, similar to IBOX sidebands in North America. Upon Asilomar State Beach, California, Ron Howard reports, VC-01, the Chinese military numbers station, on 8049USB, February 6th at 1144UT, with numbers in Chinese, fair reception, and Here's how it sounds. As reported last week, Cuban spy number stations have reappeared on some of their old frequencies, including now 9330. I heard this February 8th at 0727, number... Digiblaps alternating with the YO in Spanish with five-digit spy numbers, clearly underneath WBCQ WLCR, adding up to 45 over S9. This is a long-time collision, and Cuba was on 9330 before WBCQ decided to use it. The 07 UT broadcast had been scheduled on four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, but when I heard it, it was Thursday. On February 4th and 5th, we were getting no signal at all from Radio Cairo's English Sesquiar, supposed to start at 2115 on 9440. Something's amiss at Abbas or egregious in Egypt. Alan Holder on the Isle of Wight replies on February 6th. No transmissions from Egypt monitored on any of the scheduled times as of January 28th. I sent a message to ERU inquiring whether they have discontinued shortwave broadcasts, and this is their reply, quote, Thanks very much for your kind words. I'd like to tell you that we have some problems in the building of the transmission center of shortwave radio station. Now we are fixing it soon. Everything will go well. Thanks again. Best regards, ERU Engineering, Sayed MM. Alan says, unfortunately, he's not specific as to what the problems are. Since the two transmitters plus one reserve are all off the air, I'm guessing there may be issues with the power supply Two or within the station at office. F5NFB asks our world of radio group. Does anyone know which station broadcasts music on AM around 1730 UT on 7685 kHz? Not listed anywhere. Very strong in Paris, 20 over 9. Tony Pavic replies, could it be a station calling itself all 80s as reported in HF Underground? Juan Carlos Perez Montero in Spain says yes, indeed. The program of songs was very 80s. I could not understand the name of the station. I hope hear it better. It stopped at 1808 UT. For several nights, I'd been hearing unscheduled DRM above and below 7300, such as February 2nd at 0730 until 0800. Finally, on that date, I was still running a remote receiver decoding DRM and got the ID as, as I suspected, TDF in France. But why are they testing this? By February 7th, it was no longer being heard, but a same type of test at 0745 above and below 6195, which had been on the schedule for one hour later at DRMRX. The Manuel Mendez advance notice from Atlantic 2000 International of another broadcast scheduled for Saturday, 10 February, 09 to 10 UT on 6070 and 9670 via channel 292 in Germany. So streaming at the same time at Radio RadioAtlantic2000.free.fr. On February 4th, from 05.45 till off at 0600, Love King visualized an NID music station on 11804.785. That off frequency suggesting a site like Tashkent, Uzbekistan. However, Joe Jacob reports that's a new frequency, among others, from Akashvani, India. This is the Pashto service at 0432-0600, replacing 11560, transmitter site, New Delhi. Joe's Jacobs says the same frequency change applies to three other Sisquiar broadcasts, at 03, Baluchi, at 09, Nepali, and at 1045, Tibetan. ERRL News, February 2nd, via Mike Terry, about the first, ham radio station on the moon, now transmitting, JS1YMG. Now, the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency has successfully landed on the moon and transmitting Morse code on 437.41 MHz since January 19th with 1 watt and a UHF antenna with circular polarization. Somewhat less exotic, February 5th at 2318. I ran across a ham on 28430 USB with the exotic call sign 7L4LKK. But it turns out to be just from Japan, it's not a special call sign, as they've run out of JA prefixes. In communication of the British Dx Club, Dave Kenney reports, two North Korean stations targeting South Korea have stopped broadcasting. Pyongyang Pangzong, Pyongyang Broadcasting Station, used various medium waves, 621, 657, 801, 855, and 873, as well as shortwave 3220, 3320, and 6160. An echo of unification had shortwave 3345, 3370, and 5905. According to news reports, these stopped around 12 January, following a decision by North Korea to abandon its policy of seeking reunification with South Korea. So broadcasts and other organizations aimed at promoting reunification have closed. Kim Jong-un has said unification with the South is no longer possible, and the Constitution should be changed to designate it as the principal enemy, at last. Meanwhile, from South to North Korea, Ron Howard reports 5920, Voice of freedom is free of any North Korean jamming as of February 2nd, down from 6045 with super white noise jamming and pulsating noise jamming against nothing. The VOF open carrier was heard at tune in 0720 before start of programming at 0753 when a distinctive gong rings three times and the ROK choral national anthem. Via kilohertz, megahertz, and gigantic hertz, World of Radio 2229. A non-commercial service, as is our website, worldofradio.com. Our thanks this week for financial support from Frank in Stockton, Alabama, who sent a greeting card with some cash and says, Thank you for your program. Shortwave has been a source of great enjoyment and education for me. Greetings and best wishes from your friend in Lower Alabama. One may also send via check or money order on a U.S. bank to Glenn Hauser, P.O. Box 1684, E N I D O K 73702. Or by PayPal, not necessarily in U.S. funds, to W O R A D I O at yahoo.com. More about Korea from Ron Howard on 7235 National Unity Radio, broadcasting from Taiwan. Heard February 6th at 1054 when the transmitter came on. And at 1055 was the start of rapid pulsating noise jamming from North Korea. NUR's programs in Korean started at 1100. And there was a brief one-minute English language lesson at 1135. The phrase today was, genius is nothing but a great capacity for patience. Last year the lessons were instead in Chinese. Heard well above the weaker jamming. Wolfgang Dushu monitored the Kurdistanish radio war. This way on February 5th, but it might be different on other dates. For 11510.010. The jammer from Turkey was the faulty transmitter with a squeal, which we've also heard hearing voice of Turkey on other frequencies. Jamming going to waste since Dingagel was on 11550 exactly. Transmitter site could have been Armenia or France. Went off at 0600 as monitored via the Qatar remote. Takahito Akawayashi of Tokyo says. I stayed in Laos for a week at the end of January. The medium wave scene was observed as follows on so a portable receiver. At Vientiane, there was no medium wave signal on five six seven, and no short wave on six one three zero. He did not go to Savannakhet. There was no signal detected on listed five eight five when he was in Vientiane at night. In Long Prabang, there is a strong signal on seven zero five, the provincial station there, signing on around twenty three thirty and off at fifteen hundred. It announces 7.05 only. There were two FM frequencies, but not on the air. The medium wave transmitting tower was observed at the western end of the city, along the Mekong River. So it seems Luang Prabang on 7.05 is now the only medium wave station in Laos. Radio and TV are not the major medium. Even the kid Buddhist priests are using smartphones for information and entertainment. Ron Howard in California reports, as of February 3rd, Myanmar radio was on 5919, but at 11:06 UT, blocked by strong North Korean jamming, due to Voice of Freedom being on 5920. So now would be a good time for Myanmar to return to 5915. On February 30, also had them on 5985, programming starting at 11:21 with fair reception, and on 9730 under Alaska until Myanmar went off at 11:47. Matt Francis refers us to this brief report about New Zealand's top of the hour bird call turning 50.
1: One of New Zealand radio's icons. Any attempt to take it off the air has been met with howls of outrage. The bellbird had been used as Radio New Zealand's shortwave interval signal since the 1940s, but as the morning bird call, it was first launched ahead of the 7am news on Waitangi Day 1974. This is the national programme. The time is 7 o'clock. Since then, Bellbird's been joined by over 100 other feathered friends who now grace the airwaves every day. The bird call has been used to prank the nation. Here's the imagined call of the majestic moor, which introduced the 7am news one April Fool's Day. Meanwhile, the haunting recording of another extinct bird is not a prank, but a listener favourite. This is the 1949 recreation by Henare Hamana of the Call of the Huya. The male bird calls with the following notes.
0: The female answers. That was from radioinfo.com.au. Antichrist Pirates somewhere in North America, Station YHWH, is normally on 7475 in the evenings, sometimes shows up in the daytime on surprise frequencies, such as 15175. Paul Walker in Alaska heard this February 4th at 1828 until off at 1833, but nothing when I tried 48 hours later. Richard Langley in New Brunswick says, Not many radio stations have a regular program about military activity or readiness, especially if not actually at war. RRI's Romania, the eastern flank, is an exception. Reports on NATO activities involving Romania, sometimes news about the war in Ukraine, especially if drones or missiles fall on or near Romanian territory. The 7 February episode during the half-hour broadcast included reports on multinational military exercises, including Belgian forces, an ongoing Polish exercise coming to an end, Portuguese troops in Romania for a winter exercise. It's typically broadcast on Wednesdays at different times, such as 21.30 on 9.500 and 7.3.75. In Australian DX News, Rob Wagner in Victoria reports the UAE relay of BBC on two skewed frequencies. December 23rd at 05 to 06 in Kenya Rwanda. that's on Saturdays only, 21.660.12 and parallel to 17.814.88. And then on December 26th, BBC in English at 06.35 on 21.560.15. In the UK, BBC plans to launch new brand extensions on DAB Plus and BBC Sounds. This has led to a lot of discussion. A spokesman for Radio Center says, New proposals are an attempt to directly imitate the recent success of commercial stations that already provide these genre stations following years of significant investment made by our sector. When one peels back the veneer, the BBC are yet again attempting to compete directly with commercial radio stations, interfering with the market and failing to provide distinct public value. Michael in the UK says FM and DAB are awash with sound-alike commercial music stations. The BBC remit was and should be information, education, and non-commercial entertainment. Tony Pavik in BC says, I just shake my head in disbelief at this. The BBC as a whole organization has money for this nonsense, yet can't find cash for one hour daily in English on shortwave to North America, something that if relayed via WRMI would cost less than 10 kilopounds a year. John Filiotzi says, this is what you get when you repeatedly hire denizens from the commercial sector to manage and operate a service and organization with a completely different mission that they don't understand or recognize. Commercial media serves first advertisers and then the public through them. This requires a completely different approach than public service media, whose focus has to be the public, all of it, every identifiable sector, absent the advertiser filter. The government has been directing the BBC away from its core mission, as first expressed by Reef, by judging its value through audience size and forcing it into the commercial realm to finance its operations doesn't recognize the distinction between commercial and public media, nor the unique value of the latter vis-à-vis the former. M.Y. Cooper, a VOA press release, says, VOA headquarters honored as historic site in journalism. The plaque has been unveiled on February 1st. The Society of Professional Journalists, SPJ, designated VOA's Washington headquarters as a historic journalism site in 2022 and formally handed over the plaque on Thursday. We chose VOA because of its long history of ethical and independent journalism, says Dan Kubiski, a board member of SPJ's Washington chapter. In stark contrast, former VOA worker Dan Robinson forwards a story from National Review February 7th headlined The Rot at the U.S. Agency for Global Media. It's by Michael McCall. This small organization has experienced an extraordinary crisis of leadership, weakening American credibility abroad. As a forthcoming report by the House Foreign Affairs Committee lays out, the story is straight out of a detective novel. A top-level executive is accused of verbally harassing staff, mismanaging public funds, and lying about educational credentials from an elite European university. Whistleblowers file a complaint with the Inspector General and the agency's HR department begins to investigate. The allegations are confirmed and the official is ultimately issued a notice of removal while President Trump is in office. President Biden takes over shortly before the firing can be finalized. The official somehow gets to keep the job with no discipline of any kind. Ben Dawson of Hatfield Dawson Consulting Engineers tells us, On January 10th, we return KOAC 550 Corvallis, Oregon, a public radio station, to full 5-kilowatt operation with its soft figure-eight day-and-night directional patterns after a year of non-directional 1-kilowatt and lower-power operation. Upgrading was performed. It's the only completely slant-wire-fed medium-wave directional antenna in the U.S., and perhaps in the world. Terry Cooper forwards a story from WBRC Channel 6 in Birmingham of February 6th. Thieves somehow steal a 200-foot radio tower at WJLX. That's in Jasper, Alabama. It was on 1240, the frequency never mentioned in these stories. It is one of the weirdest and wildest thefts you'll hear about all year. A 200-foot AM radio tower in Walker County is now gone, stolen without a trace. They are working with the FCC to get temporary authority to carry on while they rebuild the AM side of their operations. It is a federal crime. and will absolutely not be worth it to them. If caught, the suspects could face a fine or up to 10 years in prison. Station General Manager Brad Elmore said he had no clue how the thieves made off with a large tower. However, on ABDX, Bob Carter of Mid-Atlantic Engineering Service, LLC says, I have read reports from people that live in that area that have said the AM has actually been off the air since 2017. The FM translator had been happily going along ever since. Thieves dismantled the tower by cutting the wires that secured it and also stole other equipment from the property, Elmore said in a Facebook post. Our best wishes to Kevin Redding of Crump, Tennessee, leader of the ABDX list, who says he underwent heart surgery on February 7th, but is now recovering. Chuck Albertson in Seattle says Port Villa, Vanuatu, was back on 7260. Heard via the Half Moon Bay Omni SDR with Island Music, local news items at 1035 UT, February 3rd. I don't know why they were off air for a week, but Vanuatu gets plenty of earthquakes, and I doubt they'd even roll out of bed for a 6.3 magnitude shaker. Ron Howard was also reporting Von back on the air as of February 2nd, and found they were on 9960, tuned in at 0449, but that went off at 0458, and then they switched to 7260, so that's a new time for the frequency change. Perception, however, was still very weak. However, at 0600, it faded up nicely for a news update in Bislama, The radio drama at 614, at 634, a PSA for the upcoming May 29th, National Referendum, and 0700 to 711, news, sports, and weather in Vislamo. Ron Howard reports Vietnam on 8812USB, Help, which stands for Vietnam Maritime Communications and Electronics LLC, a coastal station not clear which site, February 8th, with one minute in English of a marine forecast at 1239, somewhat readable, weather info for South China.
1: For waters, the Northwest of South Terminal Sulphur the Kong at 7.35 p.m. WRU, in future, the storm is the hours.
0: The propagation outlook from SWPC: ANK sees only 5 and 2 through March 2nd, except for a brief peak to 8 and 3 on February 26th. Solar flux peaking at 170, February 12th and 16th. Otherwise, mostly 160 to 165 but down to 150 by February 24th. Glenn Hauser concluding World of Radio 2229 and inviting you to hear me again next week with a standard disclaimer.